Well, good morning and uh, welcome here. Um, this is the perfect opportunity for me to, to express a dream that I have that still hasn't happened and maybe now there's a little bit of schwunk. Uh, I, I've dreamt over the last number of years of, of us having a special numbers night, to not call it a talent night, where everybody from young to old could, could recite a poem or a verse of scripture or play an instrument or sing, and those of you that do woodwork or art, that could be a lot in the foyer, and we could have a wonderful night of uh, doing that together. I just need a champion. So if the Holy Spirit is hammering on your heart right now, then, then come talk to me. Uh, I think that would be really great to put something like that together. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Gloria, for reading, and, and thanks, kids, for, um, for sh- uh, blessing us this morning. Uh, near as I can figure out, nobody got hurt in this presentation, although I thought there for a minute that there was going to be somebody knocked out with bells, uh, but it all worked. Um, and, and, and our hope, obviously, is that, that our children will, will each year increase in their understanding and appreciation for what Christmas means and what it's all about. And uh, today, we are in our third Sunday of Advent, and uh, that means that we're celebrating joy. As we read in our call to worship verse, Psalm 16, verse 11, you will show me the path of life. Wow, the path of life. In your presence, in your presence is fullness of joy. If you want joy this morning, uh, the best place to find it is in God's presence. And then he goes on to say, at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Well, this Sunday we reflect on the joy that comes through Jesus' arrival and through the salvation that he has gifted us. Philippians 4, that Gloria just read, calls readers to rejoice, for indeed the Lord is near. And he promised some 2,000 years ago to come back. And we all know that a day is like a 1,000 years, and a 1,000 years like a day for him. Uh, So he hasn't been gone that long as far as his clock goes. Notice what it says, rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. And then the juxtaposition of that, do not be anxious about anything. Anxiety and rejoicing just don't really work together very well, it's like oil and water. Do not be anxious about anything, but how do you deal with those stresses? In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then when you do all of that, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, When I think of that, and I think of who wrote this, and I think about him writing from jail, and I think about Paul and Silas having been beaten and being down in the inner part of the prison in the stocks, wounded, bleeding, and singing hymns. It, it, it boggles the mind. So obviously there is the ability, there is the possibility of having some kind of a, a peace, a joy, a hope that transcends our circumstances. Because if they're tied to our circumstances, then they're in flux, then there's no guarantees. 
I think that during a time when depression and anxiety is at an all-time high, and people seem to be in despair, the joy that Christ brings is desperately needed. Desperately needed. So quickly, with the time that I have left, let me share a few more things that the Bible says about joy. Romans 15, verse 13 says that God fills us with joy. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So biblical joy, not just fleeting happiness, biblical joy, just like hope and peace, goes far beyond momentary happiness. We cannot will ourselves to experience joy. It comes from God alone. If biblical joy comes from God, then it is a happiness that cannot be deterred by present circumstances. And of course, then, that joy also includes an eager anticipation about wonderful things to come. The shepherds experienced this as they ran to Bethlehem to see Jesus in Luke chapter 2. I find it interesting as I read this verse that they're tied together. Now, we all know that when we read about the fruit of the Spirit, that you can't say, I have this one, but I don't have that one, because actually all of them are evidence of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and the more that the Holy Spirit has control of your life, the more those fruits of His, those evidences of His presence will be there. And it dawned on me as I was reading the Beatitudes this week, that all of those blesseds are actually the same thing. That actually the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life produces all of those blessings. And notice what Paul says here. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So peace, joy, love, and hope are actually all together the fruit of God's working in our life through the Holy Spirit. All of them. So the second thing that the Bible says about joy, I've already mentioned Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we experience that joy as the fruit of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. He brings that joy that actually anchors us in the midst of whatever turbulence we're experiencing in our circumstances. They're all products. Joy, peace, and hope are all products of the Holy Spirit in your life. And you and I need to invite continually the Holy Spirit's activity in our lives. You've heard me say that God gave us free will and he refuses to take it away. I would have loved to submit my free will the day I got saved. But I still have it, which means that this, this is a work in progress. I have to continue to work to submit to the Holy Spirit in my life. I want him to speak to me, to encourage me, to fill me, to have his way in me. And that's what you want as well. You want him to speak to you, to encourage you, to fill you, and to have his way with you. Thirdly, joy comes in what God gives us. Things like salvation and righteousness. Psalm 51.12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Joy is experienced as you and I, as believers, we think about salvation, eternal life, and Jesus. In fact, nothing will steal your joy faster than jealousy or comparison. Jealousy and comparison 
will destroy your joy. Also a longing for what does not satisfy. Where you set your hope this Christmas season will determine how you find joy. Where will you set your hope? So why does it matter? Well, it matters because while we wait for Christ to come again, we don't despair. 2,000 years. Uh, Some of us look around and we say, man, things have really gone from bad to worse. And, And yet, God is still sovereign. And He's coming back. He has promised to come back. And He has fulfilled every single promise that He's made to this point. God has given us a joy that no one can take away. No matter what happens in this dark world, we can experience light, joy, hope, and peace. Yes, we experience difficulties, but we experience them differently than the world because we have light, peace, hope, and joy, even in the darkest moments. So I want to pray with us. I normally don't read a prayer, but I'm going to read a prayer this morning. And then I'm going to ask our music team to come up and lead us in some more singing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this third week of Advent, remind us that the good news of Jesus' birth has the power to bring us great joy this Christmas season. Remind us that our joy doesn't depend on what is going on in our lives, in our world, or the people that we are with. It doesn't depend on the gifts we give or the gifts we find under the tree. Remind us that no earthly thing can ever give us complete joy. Our joy comes from you. The joy that floods the heart, flooded the hearts of the shepherds, the angels, the wise men, the hosts of heaven, Mary and Joseph, This is the joy that still has the power to overwhelm our hearts with rejoicing. Father, you offer that same joy to us now if we know you and recognize Jesus as our Lord and Savior. You gave us a reason to celebrate when you gave us the unspeakable gift of your Son, Jesus. You came to dwell among us. You went to Calvary's cross for us. You overcame sin and death and rose from the dead for us. You forgave our sins and gave us eternal life as we believe in and accept you. Our joy doesn't come from our jobs, our families, our relationships, our finances, or our successes. Our joy doesn't come from what we have on earth or who we are with. Our joy is a gift. It is the gift that you gave us that first Christmas in Jesus Christ. Our joy is encompassed in our Savior King, Jesus So flood our hearts with joy this Advent season as we reflect on the good news of Christ's birth. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.